Bad idea number one. I want a dating app, but only for people that are into horoscopes. And we're going to call it Such a Leo. And... And so and everybody fills out their horoscope. I hate that that would work. I hate that that it would work. work. It I would hate totally that. Work. Such a Leo. You should subscribe. Okay. All right. Move on. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I want to introduce you to our late nights edition of Idea Drop. Here's the story. Our weeks have gone crazy. And um, so we decided the only time that we can do this is late night. So we don't have our producers. We don't have our anybody. We're switching it live by ourselves. Just, Just us. Just us, and we're going to give you all the worst ideas we have, the funny ones, the douchey ones, the things that you would probably have to wait two drinks for us to get through. By the way, pass me another drink. And uh, this is Idea Drop. Take it away, Kendall. All right. So Idea Drop is the place you go to when you feel stuck and you feel lonely and you feel like you want to quit your day job. And then we tell you you shouldn't (laughs) do that until these things have happened. But here are 18 ideas how to quit your day job. Oh, yeah. That's what Idea Drop is. Um, okay, so as I was saying before, I, I looked up on Buzzsprout how sponsorship works on on podcasting for them. And mm-hmm. they place like ads that we wouldn't want on the podcast like automatically. Mm-hmm. They pay 1.4 cents per download. Wait a minute. Per listen. Okay, so like the best podcast probably has... M- how no, many? Just, do it, just do it off of a, a thousand because it's CPM is how they do it. And it's $14 per CPM. Okay. Why do they do cost per M? What the heck is the M? Yeah, what's the M? No one knows. Millennia? Mill? Mill? Megabyte? No, that'd be great, actually. It's some metric ton of views. It's a... Anyways, it's a thousand. CPM is by the thousand. That doesn't seem like a very good monetization system for a podcast. $14. (laughs) For a thousand? For a thousand listeners. So if you have 10,000, guess what? You get $140. I just, uh, we spend maybe, I don't That's know, a $1,500 per episode just to produce and get it out there and all this stuff that has to happen in editing. And it's like, it's not cheap to produce a podcast. That's before we pay ourselves. So, yeah. which we don't do. So this is free. Welcome to late night idea drop. Thank you very much. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. Let me we follow sh- up on that. Oh that, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Please, okay. please. It was $14 per thousand. Yeah. That's terrible. All right. So TikTok, right here I see on Influencer Marketing Hub, TikTok ads start at, this is not the payout, but this is um, what they charge the business that uses this service, $10 per thousand views. Now do that one, because we could have a podcast that has 1,000 downloads, Mm -hmm. but it could have 10 clips that total a million views. 1,000 downloads on a podcast could be a million views on TikTok. Yeah. In our in the way that we do it. And so, anyways, uh, yeah, if we ever want to sell something, do it on TikTok, not on Buzzsprout. No, Buzzsprout's really terrible. Um, I actually it's it's amazing how good TikTok is. Which, by the way, if For you follow us. us, please start following Instagram or something. Our TikTok is blowing up, but our Instagram's lacking. Um, that's I okay. don't care about Instagram. Just go to YouTube. I want the YouTube people. Oh yeah, YouTube people are nice. Yeah, I want YouTube. Um, okay, so Kendall, since it's just us here tonight, we can have a little bit more laid back conversation. I feel like I should ask you some sincere questions and do things it. like that. Do it. Um, I haven't thought of any questions, but what I, do you want to know? Mm, don't think about questions. Just tell me what you want to know. You live a really interesting life. 
I, uh, let me I get some context. I did the normal thing. I went to college. I did all that stuff. You went to Starbucks, mm-hmm. and you learned how to do everything you did there. Did a great job. Left it, and then for some reason started getting really knee-deep with business and all that stuff. Um, did you learn it? Was it taught to you? How did you get it? Because to be yeah. honest, you you kind of taught me a lot of the things that I know, or you just kind of unleashed the thing that was already inside. I want to know where you got it. Like, what happened there? I have a secret. I've never told you. You don't like business? Um, I wanted to be a pastor. <laughs> and uh, so in high school, I wanted to be a pastor. In junior high, I wanted to be an engineer. So I ended up competing in about the much of uh, math competitions. I got no my way. ass kipped. Yep. You did so math offs? I was a math lead so with I. math counts. Um, so math counts is a nationwide nonprofit that um, like Raytheon and the defense department and NASA and SpaceX all hire from, um, in our little city of 120,000 people, I was a big dog in junior high in math. And so I go, you know, win or get second or third or something here. Mm -hmm. And then I would go to UC Davis to compete in state California, which is all of Silicon Valley's geniuses and all of LA and all that. Basically the biggest math state in America and America might be the biggest math region in the world no 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 you, asia for sure no they move here if they're winning in asia they move to california anyways yeah okay um right so they were asian don't get me wrong <laughs> they were asian but they were american asian yeah and so um i three years in a row got uh the bejesus kicked out of me in these crazy like live fire prodigy math competitions and i was used to being big fish just real small pond so how old were you i was i was seventh grade eighth grade sixth grade seventh grade eighth grade Mm -hmm. so i tried three years in a row i did not improve my ranking any of the three years even though i worked overtime like an athlete would like after school like i would train every day i would train every weekday and i did not get my rankings improved by eighth grade so I quit engineering. I took all of the aheadness in math and I pendulum swung. I was like, I'm going to be a pastor instead. I can't win at this. I'm going to go win at that. <laughs> yeah, hard skills got, aren't my thing. I'm going soft. I'm going I'm soft. I'm going everything and soft Psychology and, and faith. And um, so... It, okay, I, I will say um, yeah. the beginnings of faith, if you're into theology, is yeah. a little bit like math because everything's a bit of an equation. Oh, but this connects to this, connects to this, connects to this, but yeah. then you spiral down into that thing and it becomes a lot more complicated as you go on, <laughs> of course, and you can't just figure it out like you can math, which makes it so frustrating right. and interesting. But anyway, so you're a pastor, continue. <laughs> so I put on, you know, Birkenstocks and I got a guitar and the whole thing and I picked up music theory. You know, I went, oh, yeah. I went all in. Like I, I took piano one, I took uh, guitar one, I learned music theory on the side and I went into drama class. And uh, then the next year, this is junior year in high school or sophomore or something, I did advanced drama and guitar too. And I, I doubled down. Um, in that process, I... Just laughing at advanced <laughs> drama real fast. Yep. That's a thing. Is it really? Yep. yep. We need to start a different podcast for this because that's hilarious in my mind. <laughs> Um, don't even go into it, but it's I'm just super gonna, I'm going to make fun of you for that later. Continue. Great. Okay. So, um, what ended up happening was I, during this whole process, my parents had, had been separating. I was the oldest of the children in our household. 
So I felt emotionally responsible for my younger siblings, and I felt like I needed to be a good friend to my mom, which is a psychological issue I have. I should have been her son, not her friend. Um, and anyways, I, the dinner table conversations in my high school years were all about the business that she had to start out of being left by my dad because she didn't have a career and oh. my dad left. So she had to start a business to make ends meet because she did not have a career option because she, she had dropped out of college to have me and, um, never got into a career, but she was very smart and capable. So she couldn't do the normal eight to five because she had three boys. And so the only obvious path to keep our house was I got to start some business, which is why I'm kind of passionate about this topic. That's something you didn't know about me. I kind of knew some of that. I, I do remember learning about your mother. Um, and just to summarize it, I remember being mm -hmm. extremely impressed that your mother didn't just start a business. She like launched a massive business and then sold it for a lot of money, which you still don't know how much she sold it for, which is tells <laughs> you that it wasn't a small amount. She won't tell me. Yeah. Which is a great thing. Okay. That's really it, interesting. It wasn't, I would, I wouldn't call it massive. I would call it medium. Um, but yeah, she had an exit. A lot of that was luck, um, a, diligence and luck. Um, so I think the, the thing, my takeaway was you have to play many hands you have to work your ass off and you have to be in your own context. You, she can't do anybody else's story. So this podcast is about throwing out enough options to where it sticks for someone. That can be their thing, mm -hmm. their next step. And so if you don't know what the options are for your next steps, you kind of are stuck in what you're currently aware of. Oh, it's so true. Actually, I, I fully believe in that. I believe in that a lot more now than I used to, and that you just have to play more hands. Uh, remember the analogy that I, oh, what was it? Um, uh, kids, CEOs, and secretaries had to build a structure out of... Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they all, nobody could out of get... What? Uh, spaghetti. I think it was hard spaghetti. Okay. Right? And so a group of CEOs, they tried to build the highest. The people who got the highest every time were the kids <laughs> because the CEOs were sitting there debating how they should do it. But if they put the CEOs with one secretary, they won consistently 10 times out of 10. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Interesting. Yeah. So like you need so some- So the kids won when they were on their own. Yep. Because it was just flexibility and figuring things out, yep. trying things. It was, it was again and again. It was repetition. This didn't work. Let's try this. This didn't work. Let's try trying this. Trying things fast. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so very fast. I, I did a podcast um, today actually with a guy. Oh. Did I tell you this? No. Um, yeah, I had scheduled a month ago and, um, oh, yeah, yeah, the topic yeah, okay. was failure, business failure. Great. Of which I've Great topic. got at least seven things I can go into weeds on. Um, so the, one of the main points we talked about was the difference between, he kept making this comment, like, I don't have friends like you do. And I thought like, well, that's valid now. But if you told me that 10 years ago, huh. Like I would have said, well, I don't have the friends you're referring to, but I'm working on it. Like, I don't just like, I don't know, like who you hang out with matters. Matters so much. And whose respect you earn matters and who you're honest with matters and who you're vulnerable with matters. And um, I do think a lot of the opportunities I've had and will have are because of the people that are in my life. And I think that's true for, for all of us. Um, but he very much had 
made good money in bursts many times, um, but is still alone and has no team. And I, I have lots of team. And um, it's like your kid example. Like he's really good at trying something really fast over and over and over in his control. He's highly adaptable. But it also creates a world to where he can't consistently just get the broader results with less pressure. So, so I think the CEO plus secretary example to me makes sense. Like, but the solo entrepreneur also has value. It's just, which life do you want to live? They're very, very different. Well, that's definitely true. Yeah. Um, it's funny. Okay. So you bring this up. I want to quickly slide into, you know how we have that segment. You should know this, whatever it all that is. Right. Um, here's, here's a quick one. I've been reading this book called, um, the secret of our success. Mm. And it's really long. And I've just been doing the audiobook because I have okay. nothing to prove. It's it's I think it's sixteen hours of audio. Okay. And I am going through it. Who's our? Who's the subject of that sentence? So our success is humans. The secret of human oh. success. And it's trying to figure out anthropologically speaking, why did humans progress further? Because when you look at memory retention tools, things like that, chimpanzees actually beat us. It's kind of insane. Hmm. Yeah, you wouldn't think that. But it's like, oh, no, they're, they've done test after test. They do better. The thing like that, they learn one thing faster. Oh, yeah, they learn it well. And they're obviously way stronger. That's, that's, wow. that's an obvious one. Right. Um, but what we do is we do culture better than anybody else. We pass on things to our children. So we pass those things. And one of those things is language or anything like that. But at the, at the very end of the... Which um, compounds. Uh, oh, completely compounds. But basically... It, it all reaches this hallmark of if you want to succeed, do better in life, you just have to be around people and the culture that are doing the things that you want to do. And that is the best way to learn no matter what. Mm. So whatever you want to do, just be next to the people that are doing it and it will rub off on you because yeah. that is like the secret of humanity's success. I like that. Oh, it's it's inspiring. Yeah. So if you want to be a nicer person, hang out with nice people. Right. Want to be, be a dick? Well, go hang, hang out with those guys. Dicks. Yeah. yeah. Exactly that. Hmm. You know, I I um, did not like being in sales. I did not like making yeah. cold calls. I did not like the pressure of a pipeline. I did not like hitting KPIs. I did not like being micromanaged. I did not like the metrics measurements and the quarterly goals and the bonuses. I didn't like the awards. Even when I won, I didn't like the awards. Like I felt like, okay, because you're putting me on this pedestal because I won this month, you're therefore putting down these other people. And that's not cool with me. Like, it, I hated that environment. So I dedicated myself. I, I did that job for a, my family. I just did it because there was no other, I had no degree. And I needed to figure out how to make, you know, six figures or something like that to be able to have um, a house and a dog and my kids just have a simple like normal life in California, which happens to be very expensive. Um, and my wife, you know, couldn't work because we had all these babies all these years. Mm. So um, for the people who don't know, I have five children and um, it's a lot. It's a lot. My wife can't go work full time. It's just so I've had to figure out how to get it done all these years. Um, when that company, I, you know, I'm sitting there. I'm standing outside in the in the chilly um, mountain air of Yosemite and my phone is buzzing and I pick up the phone and it's HR. Huh. 
And it's That's like always good. eight o'clock <laughs> on Christmas Eve. What? Yep. Why are even they at work? It was crazy. And um, she said, hi, this is Linda. I'm like, why are you saying hi, this is Linda? I know you, Linda. It's a script. Um, and your last day was today. And uh, you have no severance, but your last paycheck is in the mail. And like I was, I was a top salesman. Are you kidding me? Yeah. No, I'm not kidding you. So, I don't know the story. This yeah. is great. Um, and uh, she said, and um, a significant portion of the company will also be receiving this notice today. Do you have any questions? Chris, Christmas Eve. <laughs> yeah. I said, um, I have no questions. Thank you, Linda. And I hung up and oh my I God. felt free, first of all, because I kind of, I had a position where I knew some of this stuff was a possibility, but I didn't know when. Um, and I was working, I was one of the people working to prevent this possibility. And apparently this is the failure call. You have failed. They lost $77 million of VC-backed capital. Oh. And um, the bank called the debt due. They kept eight people out of 200. They offered me one of those jobs. Whoa. I did not want one of those jobs because that's not great for a resume. No, also, you're just buttoning up all the messes. That's what your job is. So, yeah, come. It doesn't matter if they double your pay. Don't take that job. It's mm-hmm. it's suicide for the rest of your career. So um, so I declined that job um, and had to deal with the fact that a lot of these these people that I worked with closely, I liked, I loved, I played ping pong with, I helped them, you know, out of, out of sticky messes. We had hard talks about marriage. We, I mean, these were my colleagues and we were close. Um, they weren't going to be so lucky if they didn't have like, uh, great numbers to point out on their resume or whatever for the next job. And, um, yeah, some people landed on their feet and some people did not. And that right there, I was 23 and, um, it was my college. That was my college. So that plus watching my mom go through, you know, the hard, the hard pressures of building a business over 12 years, um, almost going bankrupt multiple times, not making payroll multiple times, and then having an exit for millions, um, which was a stroke of effort and luck and, um, and good decision-making. Um, I, I just have been on this path of like, okay, first priority is figure this out for my family. Second priority is how do we make better systems that don't hurt families who just, not everybody has the ability to emotionally keep it together through this much stuff. Some people are, have more trauma. Some people are not predispositioned, is that the word, um, chemically in their brain. Some people are, are not fortunate enough to be able to think on their feet. Some people um, do not have the IQ. Like, should those people be judged? Like, our culture shames these people. And I hate that. I hate that about our culture. So I feel, like, lucky for what I've been given or what I have. But um, I am on a mission very much to, I don't know, beat the system. I want to beat the system and then fix the system. I want to fix elements. I'm not crazy enough to think that I can fix all of it. But I think... You know, to whom much is given, much is expected, and um, that's what make that's what drives me. So, anyways, 
I like that. I feel like I learned something about you. That's nice. <laughs> yeah, I will say this. Late really... night idea drop. <laughs> yeah, late night idea drop. That's kind of true. Um, I will say this uh, to 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 give you a little compliment. Uh, I have worked with you on a couple occasions now, and you have always been very generous. Um, and one of those ways is compensationally. You're, just, you're actually pretty good at that. Um, and so I think you are changing it in that is a sincere compliment. But let's move on to some bad business ideas. How do you feel about that? Bad ones? Yeah, Define I got bad. bad. Oh, um, what? Are you going to bring them all? Well, I'm going to bring a bunch of them. Yeah. Okay. I want to I want to sh- I want to ship off to you a lot of them. Oh, I'm not done with that one. Okay. You got to I got to let you hit the button. Oh yeah. Yeah, the old button. You don't have to hit the button on late night episode. <laughs> we got so many new rules. Okay. So we took a lot of sincere and heartfelt um moments there with Kendall and I want to turn the corner <laughs> to some really bad ideas. Here's where my bad ideas come from. My bad ideas come from it's late at night and my wife is trying to sleep and I'm like, babe, what if we did this? Hey babe, what if we did this? And she's like, I'm, I am asleep. Stop talking to me. She gets so mad. It's <laughs> You're so literally funny. a meme. Yeah. It's, I just want to like, I just want to, uh, make, <laughs> I just want to make her laugh. And so, okay, I'm going to give you a few bad ideas. Here we go. Bad idea number one. I want a dating app, but only for people that are into horoscopes. And we're going to call it Such a Leo. And <laughs> and so and everybody fills out their horoscope. I hate that that would work. I hate that that it would work. work. It I would hate totally that. Work. Such a Leo. You should subscribe. Okay. All right. Move on. That would work. What's, okay. okay, what's okay. Bad? Um, next yep. bad idea. Um, uh, oh, this is not a bad idea. Uh, I want to start a company called Valet. Um, no matter where you are, just... Just go to the app and somebody will take your car for you. Have you been to San Francisco? I want this to exist. I will like happily say, yes, take it. Give me, I'll give you 50 bucks. I don't want to park this thing. Okay, this is a bad idea. The Why? last one you said was a bad idea was a good idea. This one is a bad idea. I'm confused. The amount of people that you would need on standby for that to work no, no, anywhere you could drive. No, no, it, it, would, it would take care of itself because um, then valet would say nobody's there. But then it would say, oh, somebody's there for $55. Uh, yeah okay i'll do that oh like the price keeps going up auction style Mm -hmm. i will give somebody two hundred dollars to come get my car for sure how are you going to trust them i have no idea reviews like i mean how do we trust airbnb we do it but we still (laughs) do government id checks background checks they do i didn't know that yeah well okay well yeah okay you could probably solve that problem all right all right okay okay next bad idea a website that calculates the odds that your child will suck um (laughs) (laughs) Please expound. <laughs> it um, it, you just tell them everything about you, and then it'll, <laughs> it'll t- and your wife. Yeah. So everything <laughs> negative about you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything. <laughs> Here are all my negative traits. Yeah, absolutely. And then you want a probability. Just, will of- my child be successful? <laughs> Please. <laughs> it's really bad, right? It's pretty bad. Um. Okay. <laughs> It gets worse. Um, it just gets worse. Uh, an app called Radar that tells you if you're near somebody who does CrossFit or plays wait, pickleball. Wait, wait, hit the button and repitch <laughs> no, that. No, these are just these are too bad. I don't want to hit okay, the okay. button. Uh, an app called Stepsister. It's a dating hookup app. Um, <laughs> um, That's a, just a marketing ploy. That's just an ad. You yeah, described. it's great. That's I think not it's... a company. That's an ad. <laughs> All right, fine. It's an ad. It's an ad. Um, um, oh, that's a terrible idea. Uh, water bottles made out of concrete. <laughs> <laughs> so the first time I drop it, it's just shattered. 
Okay, Okay, it's a gag gift. It's a gag gift, and it's it's the goal is to keep a straight face (laughs) the whole time. So you want you put pressure on the opener, like (laughs) like don't you love it? It's beautiful. It's like those concrete rings, but (laughs) but like they love it. Wow, look at the grain in this. (laughs) And then you got to keep a straight face for the next three months until they drop it, and then you go gotcha. This is terrible. It's a terrible. It's, it's so bad. I really want to try it. I really want to try it. <laughs> I mean, we do we do make bottles out of glass, so yeah. Like know. it's okay. Glass is actually dumb when you think about it. It's nice because you can see through it, but it's kind of wasteful. Can but, we can we call it um, mountain spring water? It's just in a. It's in granite. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's really funny. Um, yeah. Um, that's, those are a few of my bad ideas. <laughs> wow. wow. Oh, okay. okay. Here's, oh, yeah, yeah. What do you, what do you got? What do you got for me? <laughs> <laughs> you want a bad idea? Yeah. Give me some bad ones. Okay. Let me pull up my list real quick. Um, okay. This is uh, a mediocre idea. Okay. It's not bad, but yeah. it, it does, it does, you know, it's in theme. A personal market value lookup. I want to know what my personal market value is on on salary, on contractor wage, uh, as a co-founder. I want it to analyze my LinkedIn. So, so A, make your LinkedIn accurate. B, import it into this tool. Mm-hmm. C, it outputs your personal estimated market value and range, just like looking up a house. Okay. Like, hey, I think people would pay you this much, this much, assuming you are competent and capable of the yeah, actual yeah. things on your LinkedIn. Yeah, let me tell you, this 100% would work. Like, 1,000% this yeah, would work. I agree. Because people would pay money. Like, even if it's wrong, it'll work. I want to know what it says. Yep. yep. That's so great. It That's is a, a really great good one, idea. actually. Yep. It's not a bad idea at all. No. Screw you. You're bringing good ideas. All right, give me a bad one. Okay. Um, <laughs> I can't. I only. I only have the right. Down, <laughs> you only have good ideas um, in your good <laughs> ones. Um, spider web sweeper. Oh. Okay. A spider web sweeping service. Remember, we talked about how a college student could just go hustle like window cleaning. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good idea. Screw window cleaning. Okay. I want the cobwebs off of the exterior of my house all the time. Yeah. And the wasp nests. Uh-huh. All they have to do is come with, you know, the brush thing. Uh-huh. And they just got to go run around it real quick and scrub, scrub, scrub. They don't have to take the detailed time to wash the windows. And I'm happy mm, to give them 20 bucks. I think it's a bad idea. Okay. Why? Because I would, that's, that's the idea where you're like, ah, I should just do it myself. That's, that's how far you get on the app. You would never, ever like, you never pull the trigger. You just say, oh, I'm just, let me go get my broom. It's not an app. No, the, the, the nice college kid door knocked. And I was like, ah, yeah, you can do that. Sure. Oh, yeah. Door knocker for sure. sure. Work. And Absolutely. I will pay you 20 bucks a if month. If you knock on somebody's door, you can get a lot further. Yeah. So 20 bucks a month. But think about how long it would take them. It would take them 15 five minutes, minutes, 10, ten yeah. five. Yeah. Yeah. If you're fast, that would be a seven minute job. Really fast. So easy. You'll get faster at it with repetition. Mm-hmm. So the more houses you can close on that one street, that neighborhood, your hourly rate is going to be quite high if you're the right hustler to do this. Mm. Mm. I like that. I like that. <laughs> you got any more? I've got a. I'm now looking through my ideas list. I've you're got going, so you're many. Going to back to you. your good one. Um, uh, I've got a couple more bad ones and, and several good ones. Um, okay, I want people to play more hands, Texas Holden style, mm. but applying to side hustles, entrepreneurship, going yep. to business. Play more hands. Stop doing one thing. I want people to play more hands. Calculate the pot odds of your situation. And you need to literally size up 
okay, what are the chances I go to zero from doing this idea? How much time do I have to spend? And I want you to try to do four things instead of one job, instead of one job. Hmm. Then you get to double down on whichever thing actually works. Okay, that's not a business idea, but that's exactly what you should do. That's 100% good life advice. That's a be, uh, how many? Okay, Kendall, let me ask you right now. How many bins, businesses are you? You're not the CEO of them. You're not the founder. But how many are you directly involved in this exact moment? I have equity in eight businesses. Nine. Ten. Ten. Okay. Ten? Yeah. You don't know them all. Yeah, you kind of surprised me, actually. Yeah. Dang it. We talk a lot, too. Yeah, I'll tell you later. Okay. Wow. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, my business's idea is to bring back my space, man. I just want... <laughs> That's all I want. <laughs> no, no, I've got it. I've actually, so uh, the idea was, I'm going to go back to a couple of douchey ideas, and then I'm going to give you some real ones. Okay. Uh, douchey idea one comes off of that. So uh, it's called Top 8. I just, it's a website where you just post your top eight best friends. That's all it is. Just choose who your best friends are and share with people. And it's and, it, and there's um there's like uh, an NFT that goes for your yeah each, each whatever friend. you like your number seven you hold the number seven one but you can force them yeah they, like okay hey I'm gonna well I'll buy that from you I want to move to Kendall's top oh, seventh spot mm-hmm. dude <laughs> I want to be Justin Timberlake's you know sixth place friend this le- this led me to my next idea that I think is pretty hilarious um. Okay, bad idea. I think there should be a website that's friend raider. So it just has you on the website and everybody rates you and it's anonymous and everybody's got to know what is Kendall. And so we look up Kendall and we're like, nobody would post two out of five. No, no, people post other people. You can post anybody you want. Oh, yeah. It's it's a defamation lawsuit waiting to happen, but it'd be hilarious. You are the scourge of society. I'm okay with that. I think the. Come on, man. These are the ideas I use to keep my wife from sleeping. It's fantastic. Oh, my God. Okay, let me give you... I would like to give you a good idea. Okay. Um. Yes, here's my good idea. It's a website called Overrated. It gives you cheaper versions of overrated products. Okay. So whatever well, I like you that. want. I like that. Yeah, whatever you want. I want to buy... Um, like something, what's something bougie? And exp- oh, my, my, I have a doctor friend who makes a lot of good money and he won't buy the stupid chair. It's worth $10,000, um, which in my mind, I'm like, well, buy the chair. You have plenty of money. And then I'm also like, why would the hell would you ever buy a $10,000 chair? And then I said, and I did like 20 minutes of homework and I was like, well, I can get this Wait, chair. Wait, this for- is real? This is real. This is a real story. Oh my yeah, gosh. 100%. And I was like, hey, I bet you, I, I can get you this chair for, I think it was $400. And he was like, yeah, but then I'll know it's a $400 chair. I was like, all right, fine. And so wow. I need to I actually need wow. to get it and mail it to him. That's when I need to do it. But it's shipping it and then I'd have to order several things through Asia, of course. Sure. Um, but there are cheaper versions of expensive products and yeah. it's obvious. And yeah. there could be a website that's just knocked what's over off. With. Mm-hmm. Knocked off. Or just the cheaper versions of things that are already done, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um <laughs> you weirdo. Yeah. All right. Not I wrong. uh there should be a um, a website that I can go to and trust that has the latest, coolest, and most trending college paths. So what are the classes? What are the top oh. professors? I don't care what the college is, and neither will the job market, by the way. Mm-hmm. But I do want to know, okay, there's this specific application of blockchain related to asteroid mining. That's a whole class, probably. 
Yeah. And I want to know where do I go to look up the most interesting things like that? Because that as a college student or an up and coming, you know, as a high school student is what I should, would be watching to s- decide where I'm going to go to college. Because it's not about a, a generalized degree. It's specific. And I want to ride the trend and I want to choose my trend. So what is the trend tracking version of what high schoolers should pay attention to? That would be a great TikTok channel. It'd be a great newsletter and it could have a land, a nice like analytical website that could build trust. And then what you would do to monetize that Hmm. is you would go to the universities themselves with the data and you would get, you would have like a call to action for students to like, Hey, if you're interested in this, get on the wait list for this crazy class that will show the colleges that you have sway and influence over student, you know, the student mind and where they're going to go spend that hundred thousand dollars for the next four years. And you can get the colleges to pay you to sponsor slots. If they have a cool, what they think is a cool program, you'd still have to approve them and get your sponsors. They'd still have to actually have a cool program, but you would have a sponsored section and they'd pay you handsomely because it's so much money for them per student. This is complicated because the college market is extremely saturated. Like there's so many things, right? Uh, you they can need look a way up, to differentiate. Oh, for sure. But you can look up right now. You, you um, What I would look up is um, most in-demand uh, college degrees, um, not demand, but uh, highest paid and in-demand, like in projections over the next 10 years. So um, obviously right now, let's say AI. AI is massively only going to grow. Yeah, but we need something more niche than that and more trusted than that. Give me the authentic voice of like, look, AI is a big hype thing. Yeah. But what is actually the substance of AI? Well, at the University of Michigan, Dr. Such and Such Mm -hmm. is actually honing in on the applications in these industries, which we predict to have, you know, hundred and seventy. So are you talking about like neural networks based off of Python, based off of, you know, something? It's very specific. And some, some universities are doing specific classes like that. But Mm -hmm. we're kind of burying the lead here because students just kind of, fall out of high school into college. They just kind of fall into it. There's such a problem with that. Yeah, so there's a lot of value, but they know it. Mm -hmm. So there's a vacuum there of trust. So if you step in as the trusted authority on, look, these are concrete choices you have. And if you execute this unique path, your chance to succeed at these high salaries is very high. I don't know if it would work. I don't know. I want to know, but I don't know. I... It, w- it would be hard. It'd be so hard. I'm not saying it's easy. I don't want to enter the like the competitive college game because I. I just want to change it, so, man. Yeah, I'm there's just, I'm, a I'm, big reformation that needs to happen. Yeah, that idea comes from. This is what it would take to make meaningful change, in the trend of kind of, we gobble up 18 year olds into our college system and then we spit them out with debt, and, they don't get hired because of their degree. They get hired because of what they can do. But you actually just hamstrung them because you took away four years of their ability to learn something specific. I made a guy a job offer on social media posting stuff today, by the way. Oh, nice. Yeah, it happened in 12 minutes. No, two two minutes. I met him two minutes. I made the offer in minute three. The reason was because he went and pitched a different business about a social strategy he had. Uh And I was like, "Uh, hey, take my number. Like, if you can do that for us, just tell me how much you are and how many hours a week you can do it and what your process is and pitch me next week. 
that's not a resume. That's not a degree. It'll probably pay more than a lot of the entry-level jobs out of college because he plays on social and he was brave enough to go pitch another business and I overheard it. Yeah, that's smart. College is not going to teach you how to do that. But college will teach a lot of great things, but not that. Yeah, I'm not anti-college. I'm just know where where you're spending your time and your money. Just know what you're doing. Don't just do default. You want middle results? Do middle things. That's, that's, that's super valid. Uh, okay. Um, yeah, that's great. I, I don't, I'm not out of ideas. I'm just not really sure what to. I think you need another one of these. I know they're so dang sweet though. I wanted to get a beer. I'm Um, sorry. The beer place is, uh, you know, not open. They are open. You just have to walk down and, um, you know, you wouldn't be back in time to talk to me. (laughs) <laughs> so it's late night. This is the one time we're doing this. Come on. And if you love this episode, please tell us. We'll do another one. Yeah, fair. I don't know. So here's here's something that I want to talk about. Mm. There's a there's a real world problem of um entrepreneurs who overestimate what they're capable of. Mm. They overestimate um the result something will produce. They underestimate the um, time... Intervention? What's going on here? <laughs> no, just let me speak. They underestimate the time it will take to, to complete it, and they don't have experience in how to transition uh, the, the business, even if their idea was good, the business to a team and the team to take it from there. Yes. Um, what this does is... It creates a um, an internal psyche of imposter syndrome because they know it, but they believe they have to they have to ignore all the flags in their mind, and they have to overpromise in order to get a shot or an opportunity. They have to be confident, pretend they're confident. Where does confidence come from? You just choose it. No, confidence comes from experience, pain. It comes from right sizing and right estimating something. You are confident in certain skill sets because you have experience and you've, you've experienced the pain of doing it wrong and the joy of doing it right. And so you can lend that confidence. I watched you set up this room and, and we chose not to clean up for the podcast because yeah. we thought it was kind of a cool late night aesthetic. But, you know, somebody borrowed the cameras and we had to scramble to get them all set up. And I watched you do your thing and like, that was years of experience and you just kind of like knew what I, it would have taken me two hours to figure it out and I would have been unsuccessful. You just did it in 10 minutes and mm-hmm. it was a puzzle. So when people are 25 years old, 30 years old, 20 years old, um, and they don't have experience in the thing they want to do, it would be far more effective to go to somebody who already does that thing and say, I want to do what you do. Can I do whatever you tell me for a lowered wage? And um, Dude, I just want to learn from you. I've thought about this so many times. This would work. I swear this would work. And it's it does work. It takes so much humility to do it, but it would. Oh my Which god! Is why it works? Dude, it would work. It would work for me and you right now, right? Um, yep. There's we, someone I could go to. Yeah, absolutely. And I could say, I want to learn this from you. Here's what I've been yeah. doing, and it's I want to do what you're doing. 
And it, basically, for lack of a word, it's like, I'll do whatever it takes, and I don't need money. I just need to eat. Yep. And yep. they everybody would say, yeah, give we me, can do that. Give me enough to eat. That's it. And I will, I will be your best worker, and I just want to absorb. So just, I think that wealth is autonomy. It's not a number. It's not a life scenario. Mm-hmm. I think wealth is autonomy. Dude, you know what I've been thinking lately? Um, one of the biggest things I've learned in the last few years is... This is such a cliche. It's such a platitude, but like I, I, I've learned how to dream bigger. And so when people are talking about, uh, they, they get excited about this, um, uh, this a cruise. Side job. they're going to go on a cruise. No, no, no. I'm talking, I'm thinking about like, um, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm getting my promotion in my job or I'm doing this, right. that, the other. And I'm like, right. I'm the manager Dude, now. You're stuck in a bad system. Like you can do yeah. better and you should do better. And and right. when you start thinking like, oh, I could release a better version of Truly that isn't so damn sweet. My God. I um, agree. I would rather, I would prefer that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little sweet. Um, Come yeah. on, Truly. I mean, let's, hey, Nat, when you get this clip, can you tag Truly yeah. and tell them I just want it less sweet, but the same flavor? Yeah. It's Thanks. great. Just stop sucking. Anyways, but once you start looking at life and you, it's, it's, if you look at life as these are different levers I can pull and I can be involved in different things and everybody's got money, everybody's going to spend it instead of it looking like the thing you have to overcome and just the thing you get to ride, it's a wave and you can just say, oh, I like this. Okay. I'm going to learn how to engage with this and have people engage with it with me. Mm. It's so much more fun than being, oh God, I have to have another hundred dollars to pay rent. And it's so hard. Our our economy is really not, it could be set up in a better way. But right now we live in a culture where it's tough. You have to, you have to make ends meet. You have to like, you know, it's so you gotta hard. Pay rent. It's stupid. I paid 400 bucks on my AC bill this month. It was so freaking dumb. And that's a big thing. And for me, I could write the check, but I know a lot of people who could not. And I hate that. I hate that. Um, I'm rambling, but yeah, I think the big thing that I was trying to get at is Learning how to dream a little bit bigger has been a really good process for me and yeah. not being freaked out. Like legitimately, I, I swear to you, if I wanted to go re, not alcohol, alcohol is really hard, but let's say I wanted to release a new carbonated water, I bet you in six months I could have that on the market. And I have no concern about that anymore. You could. Yeah. Right. It's not hard. It's just no, great. It's work. Yeah. It's just work and people would buy it for sure. Yep. It's Even worth. if they didn't want it that much, they would buy it just to try it. And you would make enough money to say, well, that was a dumb idea. Let's do the next one. Right. Right. I think people don't take uh, a whole bunch of shots on goal because corporate America has figured out yeah. how to give them a safe, um, a safe suffocation. So like we don't want to potentially risk, you know, foreclosure and bankruptcy next month. Mm-hmm. We would rather have a safe suffocation. Like that's our nature. But if you push past that and you go, okay, I see where this takes me and I'm not interested, then you can almost go to your job happier tomorrow, knowing you're passing through. You're happy to do a good job at work because you're thinking about not work. Like you're thinking about the next thing that you'll do in your power that gets you out of this situation. Um, one of my, one of my family members has been working at Walmart for the last 27 years. Whoa. Yep. Wow. And, um, it is a really hard job, 
really hard job. Distribution center, lifting. I mean, mm. he's management, but um, doesn't pay great, but it pays enough to survive. It pays enough. And and um, I feel bad because he's capable, he's smart, he's, um, he's uh, got the skills to do so many things. But no one gave him the exposure or the chance to what else is out there. And there are so many different systems and he might thrive and love one of them. He just doesn't know which one. So it's kind of the concept of like when you have kids, you expose them to different instruments and different sports to see what they like, you know, and this daughter loves dance and this son likes the clarinet and, and, and you let them double down on what works, but you mm-hmm. have to try many things to find it. No. And that's yeah. what I want to do for people. Okay, what do you think? What, what's the solution? Because I, this is something I struggled with a long time ago. And I'm so happy I don't anymore. But it's the feeling of being stuck, right? Okay, here, here's the best uh, indication. If, if you talk to somebody and they say, man, my job has great benefits, they hate their job. They freaking hate their job. That's just like your first <laughs> that's indication. <the> yeah, that's <laughs> like, oh, you hate your job. Yeah, my jo- yeah, it has great benefits. That's so true. That's exactly, that's your, that's your red herring. Um, what's the trick? How do you get unstuck? In that situation, let's say you're in a job, whatever job it is. I keep on picking on Starbucks, but how do you get out of... Okay, so A, I would start with your calendar. So first, I would look at your calendar and be honest with yourself. What are you doing on your lunch breaks? Let's just assume that the the company is dominating your your eight hours. But you have a lunch break, you have your mornings, and you have your evenings. Show me the calendar for all of those non-work times and what you're doing. You know, you're with family, or you're doing dinner, or you're doing chores, or you're... You're trying to figure out how to pay your bills or you're um, eating a burger um, and you're sleeping in because you're stressed. Show me your weekends while we're going on this trip to visit my my grandma and she's sick. There's a lot of shit that happens in life that is hard. And then say, okay, that's all hard. What on here could you insert like an audiobook? or a podcast uh, mm. regiment, or like, okay, you have drive times in here. Look at your calendar and be honest with yourself and start sneaking in resources that give you a worldview outside of your current context. You need more info from not your friends. It's not your friends that give you your opportunities because if you're in this situation, they didn't and they aren't. That's how I know because you're still in this situation. So what you need is you need to borrow someone else's friends, right? So find those little windows. It doesn't have to be a ton of time. And you need to wake up earlier. You need to wake up earlier. You need to get through your chores faster, knowing that you need an hour or two extra in this day. And you need to do that for three months. And you need to get in outside context because it's a big ass world. And then in that process, cycle through different... um, opportunity or how to type of information and just index what's out there and start to build up the courage over those three months emotionally to try something small or get a degree, go to nighttime school. I don't care. Just don't, don't go to, just don't go to it unless you know you want it. Do things you know you want to do. No, I kind of want to stop you. I, um, I think we hit it earlier actually. I'm sitting here listening to you talk about all this. This is yeah. all really, really good. But the, I think the big problem is people don't know what they don't know, right? So they don't let's know what say, they don't know. Yeah. So I'm I'm at Starbucks and I'm a manager and I've been there for ten years. And you're like, 
I'm really good at my job, but I'm this is all I know. The manager who trained me at Starbucks when I was 16 and a half yeah. works six inches away from me now at Starbucks. Oh. I work on the other side of the drywall. No. I'm not kidding. That hurts. I'm not kidding. Yep. And uh, she's awesome. Nothing against her. I really her. like her. She she knows she's like so good at her job that it's hard to quit because she's gotten raises and it's so easy. But I'm like, boy, that it's been what, 15 years. And this is, uh, yeah, it's been 17 years. Damn. My God. Yep. Yep. That's not an exaggeration. That kind of like stopped you dead in your tracks. That's really weird. Wow. Okay. Um, okay. Here's, here's, here's the life hack. If you don't know what you don't know and you're sitting there and you're like, oh, I want to leave this and I don't know how to leave this, but I know I do want to. You just got to find the person who does and you can even be like cheap about it. Find the person who looks similar to you, who has a similar background, somebody who can empathize with you. Now that's just the life hack of it. That's just humanity in itself and say, I don't know how to do what you do. It's, it's what we were talking about. Just find somebody. I don't know how to do what you do, but I will do it no matter what it takes. And they will for sure, if they don't let you do it, the next guy will, you know? Yeah, right, right. It'll totally work. Even yeah. if, so ask, you ask 10 people. And you're going to get three who give you a shot. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And just show up. It's not that hard. Just show up. Um, it's been a late night section. I want to... Mm. What do you want to do? What do you want to do? We can do anything you want to land this plane. Um, here's an interest. No, that's not a good idea. That's too hard. Mm. Let, me, um, let me say this. Please. Uh, I wanted to do a segment on how to buy a house. Oh, yeah. Go for it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, there's a lot of dumb information on how to buy a house because there's a lot of different ways to do it. But I have my own take on this. Mm-hmm. And my own take is highly flexible. And I'm not going to spell it out for you because I can't because there's 30 different ways to do it. But I'd like to expose people to a few options. When you are um, tanking your credit and... <laughs> um, you have enough income to pay rent. It's kind of dumb that they won't give you a mortgage, right? Uh, well, it's not dumb for them because you're you're a threat to the loan. But it's kind of it kind of feels like, well, I can already squeak by and pay the rent, but I really want to own because I would like to get my money working for me. Um, people need to know you can own or finance houses. So, um, it's if you type into like Zillow the the OWC that's owner will carry. And that means owner will carry the note. Some opportunities somewhere in your County or city, the owner already knows how that works. And they're like, look, I own this house free and clear and I will be the lender for you. You buy the house. These exist. And 2% of all real estate transactions in America are these. I have way too much information in my brain from my private equity days about owner carries, but I was like thinking there are a bunch of opportunities that people don't know about to just go buy a house. You need to come up with a down payment or you just negotiate with that, you know, retired homeowner, something unique, just negotiate with them, just try. But because you think you can't, you won't. And I've bought houses in weird ways and it's worked out for me. Even when my constraints were, were intense. 
but you got to try and you got to take nine shots on goal and the 10th one will work. It just, you got to take more shots on goal. No, I actually, I fully agree with the shots on gold. Um, dude, when I bought my house, I was vacillating left and right and left and right. Should I do it? Should I not do it? And the person who uh, talked me into it, she used to sell houses. She doesn't do it anymore. And she just looked me in the face. She was like, look, you're just afraid of a big boy thing. Just take a freaking loan. You need to have a big boy credit. And this is a, you just. Just be a big do boy. It. Yeah, that's I like, love it. and I be was a big like, boy. oh God. It is. It's hard to grow up. It's totally what it was. It's exactly what it was. And I was like, okay. And now you have a yeah. bunch of equity, don't you? Tons of equity. Yeah. Yep. So much equity. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Glad great. you bought the house instead of still renting it because rent is up 40%. Happy. Yeah. I mean, my, my house, yeah, my mortgage is like tremendously lower than what my rent would be, which is weird to think about. But Oh my gosh. Yeah. My, um, my house now is the size, is smaller than my second house. So this is our fifth house. Um, it's smaller than our second house, um, but it is thirty percent more per month because of appreciation in this market, and it is thirty percent smaller than my second house. Oh, wow. And that is a period of ten years exactly. That's a decade. So it's thirty percent more per month, and it's thirty percent less square footage. It's crazy how much real estate goes up now not always but pretty much always okay so that's my disclaimer not always but pretty much always come on Mm -hmm. so go ask your grandpa what paid for your house go ask your dad go ask your mom what they paid for their first house Mm -hmm. and let it soak in and stop dragging your tail i like that i feel like we should end it right here Kendall, do you have any uh, takeaways? If you like this podcast, Late Night Idea Drop, uh, follow us on YouTube. Subscribe there. Follow us on TikTok and Instagram. And I don't know, DM us your idea for mailbag. We didn't do a mailbag this week, but uh, we got a few in the queue. We do. And we need some more. So I would like to do a little bit of a meritocracy there. Whoever gives us the best mailbag wins. See you next week.